Welcome here to Mizano, where we have just witnessed another stunning edition of MotoGP for 2020. Franco Morbidelli is a MotoGP race winner for the first time. Just truly exceptional. We thought it was going to be a Yamaha lockout. We thought it was going to be Quattararo versus Vinales, and it was not the case. Joining Morbidelli on the podium here today, Peko Bagnaia, recovering from a broken leg. And in third, Juan Mir, after some comeback. Uh, where do we start again? Never enough time, Simon. What have we witnessed here today? I mean, it's just fantastic, firstly, to see another new race winner on the top step, uh, and particularly Frankie, after everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks. I mean, that horrifying crash, what was it, four or five weeks ago in Austria to this, just incredible. Yeah, he's, he's class, isn't he? Yeah. And as I said in Parc Ferme, I think it'll be a very popular win because he's such a nice guy with mm. it, you know. And uh, I think he's, I mean, we saw how fast he was at Brno as well. Um, yeah, he's going to be a regular. Uh, yeah, absolutely stunning. Um, a regular when the bike works, you know, the track that, you know, tracks at the Yamaha works. A fantastic effort from him. He really got off the line very, very well as also trying to get himself through. Uh, we'll talk a lot about Maverick Vinales and Fabio Quattararo in a moment, but Peko Bagnaia was second. I mean, I think a lot of people were just thinking, well, if he can finish the race, it's one thing. And that's all he mentioned earlier on in the weekend, let alone coming onto the podium. You know, I, I picked, you know, when we were talking last night, I picked uh, Franco Morbidelli for second. You know, he proved us all wrong and, and ran away with it. But it was... Um, Peko's ride that for me is stunning because to come back from such a serious injury you know and be able to forget about that and ride as well as he did when we last saw him you know is quite amazing you know and yeah look he's riding amazing and also he had the skill to keep those tyres going you know which um, Jack didn't manage you know like look at that is that's turn 11 with Still the pain of an, uh, recovering from an injury to pass on turn 11, Valentino, who's not going slow through there. It, yeah, truly amazing. That's some serious grit. And Juan Mir, um, I've got to say, uh, you know, Juan Mir is, I, I ranted on about him a lot last year, that we're going to see him. That's long uh, past. He's, he's there. Yeah. But my gut says Juan is going to be very soon championship challenger he's got the whole ingredients i think next year he's a real danger <laughs> next year he's 16 points behind now yeah <laughs> true 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 no but i mean i know what always, you mean you know, there, yeah. he's got something special it, it was very very i mean there will be moments certainly when we look back at the race with juan mir where we have to actually just analyze how far back he came from to join that group uh, to get past ultimately Rins, who at one point looked like it was going to be him that was the man to go through. This is the point here where he's obviously managed to get through on his teammate, Alex Rins. The move here on Valentino Rossi, <laughs> I mean, it, there was no holding back there. That's yeah. turn 10, com full, fully committed. And you know what? Another lap or two, he may well have had second as well. Yeah, yeah, true. Truly awesome ride. Like, he, he again, like Pico, has the skill to keep those tyres going, doesn't he, you know? Yeah, he's got. He's the full package. If they can get that Suzuki to use the, the grip from the new rear tyres in, in uh, FP3 and qualifying, mm. I think he's going to be there every weekend.
Now, we, we will obviously get to talk. There'll be live interviews coming in because Matt's in the TV set and he'll be talking to the top three at some point. I've got to talk to you about the, the, the two main Yamaha men that we thought we were going to feature here today. I'll, I'll start off with Maverick Vinales on pole position. In fact, we can't because we're going to go live over to the race winner, Franco Morbidelli. What a day for him. He's over with Matt now. Looking forward to hearing his views. He is a MotoGP winner. Has it sunk in yet, Matt? Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Finally, we can say, Frankie, you can relax. Congratulations. Your first ever MotoGP victory. Extra special feeling as well, Frankie, to take the victory in front of your home crowd here in Mazzano. Can you even start to put into words your emotions right now? Yeah, I'm, uh, as I said before, I'm full of emotions and uh, we can reassume them uh, just with uh, happiness. I'm, I'm very happy at the moment. <laughs> And I think I will be for the next 24 hours, 48 hours maybe. Um, it was a, it was a great weekend. I had uh, I had a good pace. I felt strong, and I am in the race. I got a good start, and uh, I had Bali in the beginning, uh, uh, putting pressure over me. And um, but I felt good. I felt that I could handle it, and I felt that I could. Uh, I could do my my own pace, and then um, I saw that I was pulling away. And uh, at that moment, I I felt I felt great. And then after after that, I was all alone in the last ten laps, where we're just uh, we're just um, psychological um, moment. And I had uh, I had to. I had the chance to think about many things and I had the chance to think about all the people that has been working with me and all the people that has been helping me um, throughout all my career, which has been uh, quite uh, short and steep because just seven years ago I was uh, racing here in, uh, in the Italian Championship with the Stock 600. So um, I had the chance also to think about that. Uh, and uh, I just can say thanks to all the people that made uh, this uh, career so steep and so so good. Um, I, I wish to continue many more years, but so far it has been uh, a really nice journey. You managed the whole race, Franco, absolutely perfectly. But like you said at the start, Valentino was putting a lot of pressure on you. It's never easy when you see uh, plus zero 46 on your pit board. How was it known that the boss was right behind you? Yeah, you're right. It's never easy. He's, uh, <laughs> I always train with him. I always fight with him at the ranch uh, with pocket bikes and everything. But uh, in the World Championship, it's a little <laughs> bit different because also you see all the, all the flags, all the yellow flags waving, be, waving when you pass through. So you understand that uh, he's there and... Uh, is, uh, he has a lot of uh, uh, mojo from the from the crowd, and you can see it and you can feel it. But uh, I I I said to myself, just relax, do your pace, and then uh, see what happens. And actually, it came out good. So I'm I'm really proud and I'm really thankful. And one person, of course, who has helped you so much has been Valentino himself. He's believed in you. He gave you your chance to come into the World Championship. I mean, what would you like to say to him after this special, special moment? Well, in these moments, uh, I, I, one of, one of the, when I say uh, that I need to thank all the people that has been working and believing in me, uh, for sure on the top, there is Vale. And... Um, Thanks and thank 
thanking him is not enough. He has done so much for me. Um, and uh, having the chance to race uh, with him uh, is, a, is a blessing. He is uh, definitely a legend. He's uh, the best of all times. And to have the chance to race in, the, in, um, in front of the world against him, it is just great. And to have the chance to um, fight with him and beat him, because I, I truly want to beat him, because uh, I want to show him that uh, um, he made a good choice in believing in me. Um, it's a great feeling. And um, yeah, I hope to make uh, many more battles with him. I think you probably will. You're going to be teammates most likely next year as well. But in terms of the championship this season, Franco, it's, it's so, so crazy. I think there's like 30 points almost between the top 12 riders. Is the championship even starting to come into your thinking at the moment? As I said, um, I'm, uh, I'm a satellite uh, rider. And um, I have no, uh, no ambition. Well, I have ambition. <laughs> But I, I'm not aiming at the championship and I'm not thinking at the championship right now. I'm just thinking about uh, winning races and uh, doing the best result that I can every Sunday. Uh, and uh, I will see where, uh, where I'll be uh, at the end of the year. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, race by race uh, because uh, after all, I'm just, uh, just a satellite guy. Franco, after everything you've been to, particularly over these last couple of weeks with the crash, the big crash in, in Austria, many, many congratulations. You rode absolutely fantastic today. Special feeling as well to do it in your home race in Misano. Congratulations once again, Franco. Grazie. Very happy, Franco. More with Deli Steve. Back to you guys in the studio. Thank you very much, Matt, and thanks to uh, Franco Morbidelli. We say Frankie says relaxed because he is probably one of the most relaxed guys there, but some lovely words there, heartfelt words to Valentino Rossi. I love the fact that he says, you know, I truly want to beat him. <laughs> that's brilliant because that's exactly what you want to see. But he did keep Franco Morbidelli honest, and we've got to talk about Valentino Rossi. It is a shame in so many ways that he wasn't able to hold on to that podium today because, especially with his two academy boys being first and second, yeah, no, it's really disappointing on one side for Valentino, you know, 200 podiums and uh, and you said you were going to pay for all the drinks of Value One, so I'm go. disappointed about that. <laughs> hey, but um, I'm sure Valentino, you know, it was a fair and square fight and uh, he'll, he'll think that. Um, getting back to Frankie, um, I don't think of any other words when I think of him except a lovely man, you know, mm. and I know he comes across very calculated, speaks slowly. I wish I could hear him speak in Italian mm. and be free to really express himself because, um, yeah, he, he's, he's yeah, a lovely man. That's the, the main thing, you know, really, really like. And we're lucky enough to see how when one on one, how he smiles at you and talks and that he. Great, isn't he? Really well, impressive. It certainly is. Another man with a smile on his face, I'm sure, is Juan Mir. A, a spectacular fight back in the end to try and poach third place from Valentino at home. He's uh, over with Matt now. Over to you.
Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Yeah, I think uh, Joanne Mir probably upset quite a few Italian fans today with that brilliant move on the last lap on Valentina Rossi here in Mazzano. But many, many congratulations, Joanne, because your second half of the race was truly incredible. You had a lot of work to do to catch that podium battle. And talk us through that last lap when you could see it was Valentina Rossi in Mazzano for the podium. Yes, I'm, I'm really sorry about, about <laughs> Valentina, you know, but uh, uh, racing is, is like that. Uh, I, I was really strong on the last part of the race, so uh, he deserved the podium. He did a fantastic race, but uh, today was not, was not possible. So, uh, so happy uh, about today. We give uh, our 100%, also the 100% of the bike, that this is uh, really, really important to do. Uh, I, I, we already knew that with the with the new tire, I was missing something, some speed, uh, some grip, some stability in some parts. So uh, then, was, when the tire was getting used, I was feeling better. I was turning a, a little bit better. The the the, the tire was uh, much more stable. So uh, it was good, and I was start to see 32s on, on my dash, and I say maybe this is a good pace. This is the good pace if we want to to fight for podium, uh, even for victory. But I was really on the back, and uh, and yeah, uh, when I see that uh, I was catching up a, a lot, the, the the ride that I had in front was was really was really nice. I was really tired because I was uh, giving 100% in, in all the laps. But, uh, but you know, uh, so special to do my first podium here in Misano uh, with the MotoGP bike uh, and uh, with that la last lap was really nice. You saw how difficult it was for Alex, your teammate, to pass Valentino. He was behind for quite a long part of the race, but you got to Rossi and passed him very, very quickly. When you knew you had the chance, were you worried that you were running out of time, that Valentino was going to be able to hold on because Alex had found it quite difficult to find a way through? Yes, Alex at the beginning of the race was was really strong. Uh, then uh, at the at the end, I, I was I was faster than, than than him, and for some reason he was not able to overtake Valentino. I don't know why. Uh, and uh, when I overtook him, uh, I I just uh, I just uh, had Valentino in front and was the last lap. So. Uh, I, I was uh, faster. I was better on brakes than, than them, and uh, and then I was able to, to overtake in a good way. And you must have had to have ridden those last six laps perfectly, the last six corners rather, because you knew probably yes. that Valentino was going to try and attack yes. you again. Also, I, I gained a time uh, to to Bagnaya, and uh, I saw that he was struggling a lot on the last sector. <laughs> so probably if, if I knew. If I prepare more the last sector, I was able to overtake him. But anyway, it was too risky and uh, not, not today. Ross is enough on <laughs> yes, the last yes, lap. Yes. Joanne, just finally, before we let you go and start the celebrations, Mizano's never been a, a, an easy track uh, for Suzuki. Mm. So this result must give you a lot of confidence and a lot of belief yes. that you can come back next weekend and also be fighting for the podium. Yes, I, I was not 100% convinced to be competitive here. Because he, last year we struggled a lot. Uh, both riders, no. So uh, today, today uh, I'm I'm so happy. It's like uh, I I give out uh, some weight in, inside me because uh, uh, I I didn't know in what position we we've been, no. Uh, I saw on the on the on the practice that I was uh, I was really consistent and the pace was was really good. But uh, you know you never know. Uh, all the bikes are really 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 fast here, everyone is re really close and uh, 
we we all didn't know our where we are till the race, no. So now I see that uh, we are we are really really competitive. Congratulations again, Joel. I think to pass Valentina Rossi on the last lap of any race, let alone in Mazzano, is one of the hardest things ever in MotoGP. But you did it. A brilliant third place. Congratulations. And we'll see you again in five days' time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Back to you guys in the studio. Yeah, thanks to Juan Mir. Thanks to Matt. Uh, great to hear the words there of Juan Mir. A fantastic fight back to get himself up to third. What Matt mentioned there is quite important as well. It looks like Suzuki now can roll that motorcycle out at pretty much any track. And Juan is capable of, of putting it up there. I mean, had that red flag not come out in Styria, he'd have almost certainly won that race. Yeah. I mean, he would have been maybe just a couple of points down in the championship today, but yeah. it's, good, won. it's promising for Suzuki. Yes, um, I'd like to repeat, I still think they're missing one piece, and he mentioned it in there, and that is when the tyres are good, brand new, they are missing something. It's when the tyres drop, that the others drop more, you know, and they're... I think if Suzuki can fix that, um, it will happen what I uh, predict, and that's, uh, you know, the Suzuki boys will be fighting for the championship. Um, that young guy, I think he has everything um, to repeat. He's super clever, as you saw, likeable, talented and driven. You mm. know, he, he's a big danger for the future. Certainly is. We're going to try and talk a bit about uh, Fabio Quattararo and Maverick Vinales in a bit. We'll wait until maybe uh, after we've heard the interview from Peko Banyaya because we don't know when that's going to come, probably any second now. Just on the Peko Banyaya thing, is there any doubt in your mind now as to who should get the Ducati factory seat? No. Well, the thing is, they've got a couple of races, and, and if I was Joanne Zarco, I just would have gone, ah, oh, that Ducati factory seat just moved one step further away. Yeah, there's another race and then maybe Catalonia. I think it'll be decided after the second race here. But uh, no, I mean, and plus he's Italian and he's looking like the, the best candidate. So, you know. It just shows, doesn't it? Because the form before he uh, broke that leg, so unfortunately when we were in Bruno in Jerez, it could have been another 20 points there for him as well. So he sort of managed to come back from injury and still maintain that speed, which is really impressive. I think that's stunning because I know what it's like to come back from injury. That was a serious injury. He spent a lot of time at home. I think it really affected him. He's mentioned it a couple of times. And to get back on the bike and ride it like he did, you know, with big bravery and, uh, yeah, no... Uh, you know what I'm saying, he didn't lose any speed at all. Uh, I am super impressed. There's not, not everyone can do that. We should just point out as well at this moment in time that although we barely mentioned Andrea De Vizioso today, he is the world championship leader at the moment. <laughs> yes, and we haven't seen Andrea for a little while, you know. And uh, yeah, guys, it's the future, isn't it? These, these young guys, like I always say. And, and uh, yeah, and Andrea's got a... It's getting harder and harder, isn't it, you know, to, to win a world championship when these guys are uh, just upping the pace, you know, the young guys. Quick thought on Jack. Oh, Jack had all of the pace, especially in the beginning. But it, to me, I'd love to go and ask the team and find out, but it, to me, it looked like once those tyres dropped down, he couldn't maintain the same pace, but he had the pace for sure. So hopefully they can figure that out for next week, why the tyres are dropping like that. We're still waiting for the interview to come through from Peko Banyai, so for now we'll, we'll try and delve into a little bit more about what happened to the other Yamaha guys. Uh, unfortunately, another disappointing day for Maverick Vinales from Pole. Hugely. You know, um, like I always say and I've said the last two years, um, Maverick, I'm a big fan of his riding. He looked extra special here uh, from FP1. Absolutely beautiful to watch. And then you get to Sunday 
and it falls apart again, you know, so super disappointing. I was hoping today was the day and he was going to win. I, I genuinely was. Do you think the moment when they arrived to the grid and there seemed to be a problem, would that as a rider have got into your head or was that, it, it depends on, on no, who you are? it shouldn't. Genuinely, you go like it's not your problem. Mm. You hope they can sort it. Just step away, be calm. And they would have told him it's all fine. It was some spray. So no, it should not have affected him. Well, we'll have to find out what Maverick has to say. He has mentioned before he struggled often when it comes to races following Moto2 and Moto3 with a Dunlop rubber dam. But who knows until we find out. It looks like we're just about ready to cross over uh, into the TV set now then and catch up with the man who finished uh, in second place today. I don't think many people had this one in their accumulators. Uh, Ducati were not expected to finish on the podium today and of all the men to do it, Pecco certainly wasn't expected. An outstanding job from the Italian and he's now live with Matt. Yeah, thanks guys. Pecco, I feel like we should have been having this conversation a few weeks ago in Jerez when you look so strong and we're about to take your first podium before we know what happened. But today, here you are five weeks after that serious injury to your right leg in Brno, celebrating your first podium in Misano of all places in front of your home crowd. How special is that feeling right now? I'm very happy to have started again from where uh, we have lived uh, because um, after uh, the first day that I was uh, thinking more on the leg to try to understand what I was having to do for uh, don't having so much pain on, uh, during the race, uh, I started uh, then the FP3 to push again, and uh, everything uh, uh, have come to me more easy. Also, the Kuchu uh, starting from the front, uh, the second row, uh, but I was not expecting to finish on the podium because uh, the leg was pain. Uh, I had a, lot, a little bit of pain during these days, uh, and I was not thinking that I was able to make a podium. But then uh, when I see this morning that in the warm-up I was strong and I was fast with my pace, I started thinking that it was possible to finish in the top five. And then in the race after the four, first four laps that I was strangling, strangling a bit with uh, the tire, I started pushing and uh, I was recovering all the gap from the riders in front. The only problem has been the last four laps that I was struggling a lot with, uh, with the leg. In the change, change, change direction also the... Uh, the right corner for uh, for the curb was very difficult. Was very strange for uh, for the leg, but in any case, I'm I'm very happy. Uh, finished the uh, finished second at home in uh, in the first race with uh, with uh, people on uh, around the circuit. It's something incredible, uh, and uh, I want to dedicate this podium to all the people that uh, have helped me in the last. Uh, uh, five weeks because uh, they have done an incredible job. We have done an incredible job, yeah. and uh, I'm just to be very happy. It looked like at one stage it was going to be the dream podium with Frankie winning, you second, and, and Valentino possibly <laughs> in third place. I want to go back to a few laps from the end of the race when you made that incredible move at turn number 11 on the boss. Uh, how did you see that one? I was I was the stronger today in the fast in this fast, fast corner uh, because my bike was very strong on the on the straight and um, I have tried to make everything clean <laughs> but uh, I in the last when I when I passed the um, the the um, black and white flag uh, the checkered, um, checkered flag. flag I was thinking that Pali was third uh, because I w I didn't see the overtake of Joan. But in any case, this weekend he was so strong and I think next week it will be, will be the same for him. Uh, so 
maybe uh, for him the 200 uh, podium in MotoGP will arrive next week. <laughs> of course, your main target right now, Pekka, is to get yourself back to full fitness and be fighting at the front in every race. But looking ahead also to 2021, we know that Ducati have still got some quite big decisions to make in terms of who will be partnering Jack Miller in the factory team next year. Has today's result, do you think, made Ducati's decision that little bit easier? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> uh, what I want to say is that uh, in Pramac I feel very, very good. Uh, everything is uh, is incredible, and uh, the bike is the, the same of the factory Ducati. So um, Pramac, I think this year is like a, a, a different factory team. <laughs> but uh, for me, the ambition uh, from where I w uh, where I was young is to arrive in the factory, uh, in a factory team in Ducati, in MotoGP. So if I will have the possibility, for sure, I will, uh, I will try to, to, to entry. You're great friends, of course, with Franco in the academy, of course. We know how much Valentino has helped you. How special was it today to stand on the podium uh, with Franco? You guys are good, great friends. You spend so much time together away from the circuit. He's incredible. I think that... Um, Vale, Ucho, uh, Carlo, our uh, trainer, uh, Gianluca and Albi and Babi, that are the crew of the academy, are doing uh, an incredible job with us. <laughs> Juan Mir almost wrecking the TV set in the background. <laughs> That's the first mistake he's made all day. <laughs> I think they are uh, doing an incredible job with us because if you see, uh, all the riders in the academy are doing an incredible job. So I'm very happy to be a part of this family and uh, we are pushing each other. So every day on the, in the gym, uh, doing uh, motorbike training, uh, we are pushing us uh, every day. So it's something uh, very nice because uh, we have all, uh, a lot of respect for, uh, for us. So it's something very nice, very positive for, uh, for all of us. Paco, to see you walk into this TV set holding your crutches there, it's a truly astonishing result to be on the podium just five weeks after breaking that right leg. Huge, huge respect and huge, huge congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Thank you very much. Back to you guys. Very much uh, as ever, Matt, and, and well done to Pekka Banyai. That the more that you think about this, the more this one sinks in, the more unbelievable this result is going to end up being. I just want to quickly mention as well, Simon, there was a point last year where Pekko had to hit the reset button with Pramat Ducati, it wasn't working at all. I and mean, this is a complete transformation. Yeah, that's a good, really good point. You know, because he came out of the starting blocks at uh, Kuala Lumpur in Sepang and was one of the fastest guys, if not the fastest, mm. you know, in his first test and then never showed much the rest of the year. But it just shows that these, uh, the rookies coming in, need a year to settle in. Yeah. You know, I mean, it always has been like that. And uh, it's sad if they don't get more than one year, you know. And, uh, Speaking of that, um, apart from pointing out that Pecco's another, you know, one of those same ingredients, a uh, good fellow, like sharp, intelligent, you know, and uh, talented, driven. Uh, you've seen how driven, you know, like to come back with that injury and pass the boss on the fastest turn on the circuit. But I'd also like to say people will look at this podium and, uh, you know, if they get a print off and go, oh, gee, MotoGP, look at the podium. That's an odd one. I wonder what happened. No. This is the future. <laughs> These guys yeah. and three or four other young guys in the paddock, this is the future, you know. They're the fastest guys. Absolutely. What you had there today was two former Moto2 world champions on the top step and a former Moto3 world champion. I quite agree. It's an exciting future with more to come uh, as well. We won't spoil the result for you uh, in Moto2, uh, but 
if you watch that back, you will quite clearly see that uh, there's a few more promising talents on their way in as well. I, we've got to talk about Fabio Quattararo before we leave this because the three guys will be coming into the press conference room shortly. Uh, uh, the nightmare continues with Fabio. The, today just didn't go wrong from the moment the lights went out. He got swallowed up, didn't get off the line at all well, swallowed up into turn one. Do you feel as if maybe he was just not comfortable in the position he was in? Uh, maybe a little impatient? Because it took him a while to get past Maverick Vinales and then he still had three bikes to try and catch at front. He spent most of the weekend uh, on the hard front and I believe if we're looking there now, hard front. Um, I, I mean, he said after qualifying that he lost the front in about four corners and I went, oh. Um, and then he ran the hard front in the race. I think that at least partly, you know, uh, was the reason, you know. It, it's, I think it's called him out, you know. It was just simply ran out of a grip there, you know. I don't think he did anything wrong. And um, I wonder if next week he'll do the same, you know. If he changes, he, he'll, you know, next week runs the medium like Valentino. Um, you know, then he went out and did it again. Hard front, left side, cold, whoosh, you know, so that is my gut feeling. I think he had the pace. He needed to be careful with that hard front in the first couple of laps. Mm. And I thought he was going to come through and then it all went wrong. Do you think there was uh, any, the, the wind, I mean, you, you knew from on the grid, uh, what was it like out there? Did it make a significant difference, do you feel? Um, I think we were a little lucky on direction of the wind because it would actually help on the fastest mm. turn. If it was the other way, it would have got dangerous, you know, so there was a few of the slower turns that it would have been affecting, but because of the slower, it doesn't affect as much, you know, so I think we were lucky with the direction, but it was getting to the point where, yeah, it would, it would be dangerous. Well, we thought it was going to be a Yamaha whitewash today, and it wasn't the case. It certainly gives us something to look forward to, actually, on Tuesday when we come here for the test as well. And then, of course, in seven days' time, we'll be racing here again. That's all we've got time for for After the Flag today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us throughout this weekend. Another astonishing MotoGP race. We now have five winners different winners in six races and it the show goes on 36 points covering just 12 riders it has never been so close thanks to everyone for joining us here that's been after the flag it's time to go over to the press conference but thank you very much and we'll see you next